welcome to our crimes, conspiracy, and cohorts, friends. I am your cohort, Lori. And I'm her sidekick, <laughs> Malisha. Thank I you have for being here. <laughs> am I supposed to thank you for being here today? No. Yes. This you is, know why? Because you are the sidekick always saves people's lives. <laughs> Robin. Robin supports Batman. I mean, Batman's a hero, but if it weren't for Robin, he'd be dead in the water. I'm not sure what, what Robin contributes to Batman. Emotional support. <laughs> Just... You ever notice the emotional support that sidekicks give to the heroes out there in the world? Who is Superman's sidekick? Lois Lane. Well... <laughs> That was support on a whole nother level. That was a different kind of support. <laughs> Still, it's support. It's support. What about what about evil people? Do do the evil guys have support? Yeah, they're always the the scientists that are in the lab and they pay with their lives. They die at the end. Like the like if you look at Hydra in. Um, in Captain America, right? His side, he didn't have a sidekick. He had the, the scientist, the nerdy, chubby guy with glasses, right? And he was yeah. in the lab concocting all the, the experience, experiments. And then Hydra was the one that was the evil guy. Is this in the first movie? In, in Captain America. Or, yeah. Yeah. I've Hydra. I love that one. I love Hydra. I don't have a thing for evil guys. Like Darth Vader, I wanted to marry when I was little. I think I told you that before. <laughs> I think I was Darth Vader for Halloween one year. <laughs> okay. we're, we're totally sidetracking. Sorry. Now, but I do have a Darth Vader. Like my son worked at Disney World. And he and his friends went backstage. And Darth Vader was there. <gasps> and But they don't break character. Like Never. even in backstage area where it's like clearly just the workers right and he's like i was a little afraid i would be a little turned on (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're no longer crimes conspiracy and cohorts we're all things romanticizing evil people that's all right (laughs) no here we go today we are actually Talking about a conspiracy. It's our first one. Drum roll. <laughs> Your drum rolls need to get better. I'm sorry. Here we go. The conspiracy we are tackling today is Paul McCartney is actually dead. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Yeah. No, I don't. I know. Have you seen some of the pictures? I mean, like, when you do side-by-side, side, I don't know. There's There may be something there. There are some pictures, and we know, like, okay, noses and ears, they do grow as we get older, but they don't fundamentally change. Like, if your ears are connected, they don't all of a sudden become unconnected. Unless you do it surgically. Unless you do it surgically, which is interesting i mean you can alter anything i mean look at people you can alter anything but here's where this conspiracy begins it it all started in 1969 for some reason this rumor Mm -hmm. that paul died in 1966 
which I'm thinking, okay, so if he died in 1966, three years they were able to keep this under wraps, the, right. the Beatles. They, they were able to just pretend like this new pretend Paul, we'll call him Fall, because he's the fake Paul. The faulty Paul? The Fall. The Fall. He, and, and if this is true, then Fall is responsible for writing some of our most beloved Beatles classics, like mm. Hey Jude, which yeah, is... Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. I like the Beatles. No, I, I mean... You know, listen, it was the 60s, okay? There's probably not a single song that the Beatles wrote sober. Not sober. one. Well, you can definitely see where it transitions from, like, I want to hold your hand into, right. like, psychedelic. It's all psychedelic. Pepper. Yeah. I mean, really, think about the time it was in. I mean, drugs, love. There was a movement, and it was, you know, Liverpool. I mean, there was some serious times of change in that. I think that influenced somewhere in the UK. But I want to know, like, in relation to London. I want to say north. It is northwest of London. Northwest. Okay. I'm going to look it up on my map. If you're from the UK. We're really sorry. We're we're a total American. We needed to put the clueless cohorts in the name, but we chose not to. <laughs> so, okay. Because I've been to London, but right. I've only really seen London in the dark. It's not as romantic as one might think. Okay. It was in the dark on a Sunday night and nothing was open. That sounds like a song lyric. <laughs> I'm telling you. Are I you going to break up? Okay. So here we have London, London. kind yes. of south. And then if you go north, I was just northwest, more yes. north. Here's Liverpool up here. Yeah, northwest. So. Is it on the coast? It is. It's like on the river. There's like a big river there. River. Oh, did you know that their airport's called John Lennon Airport? I had no idea. Well, it should be. Um, everything famous by the Beatles. It's all about Liverpool, right? It's like some kind of Liverpool channel or some kind of channel there. But yes, Liverpool is right there on it. What's your favorite Beatles song? Um, Yesterday. Yesterday. I love that song. <laughs> Here comes the sun. Oh, uh, oh, oh, Yellow Submarine. Oh we God. all live in the Yellow Submarine. <laughs> I don't need to hear that one again. I hear, though, that that was like all written. While they, they were stoned. Okay. I went to Vegas a few years ago and had the opportunity to see their the oh, Beatles. The love. Yes, the love, the show. love show, which How was, was oh my gosh. Was it awesome? It was so amazing. I mean, they really just took every not every song. There were a few songs that they didn't do, but some of their more poignant songs that they put out. And they just did this whole story behind it. And then it's Cirque du Soleil, so I mean, it's ridiculous. But Did they tell the story of the the Beatles? They didn't really tell the story of the Beatles, but more just they told a story with that song. Got it. It was really cool. With the different Beatles song. Almost like Mamma Mia with ABBA. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it was just really neat. And we got to go backstage. But the story wasn't about fall. No. It was not about fall. It was about... 
The Beatles is called Love. I recommend it. Okay. Well, we need to go to Vegas now. Yeah. It's a cool stage. It's all around. It's a circle stage. So the stage is in the center. Okay. It's like a cone almost. So you, there's not a bad seat. Like, there's just not a bad seat. How did they get on the stage? Um, there's actually an underground thing because we went backstage. The so underground thing is the best thing. It is cool. <laughs> yeah, and it lowers and, and I, I don't know. I probably don't know if I should tell all this. It's kind of oh, secretive. Yeah. Okay. No spoilers. Um, but it, it's an interactive show. Okay. So they interact with the crowd and they fly. And it's just so, I mean, it's Cirque du Soleil. Right. I have never seen a Cirque du Soleil show that wasn't amazing. No. So. Me neither. But I this one's like really cool. Cirque Okay, back to conspiracies. Back? Yes, we're looping back around. Here we go. So, they said on November 9th, 1966, Paul McCartney was in a terrible car accident. Like, his car slid in the ice, and it killed him, and that their manager at the time, Brian Epstein, was, you know... Obviously, they were all devastated because the boys were friends, but he was definitely more devastated in the fact that they were this booming, upcoming band Mm -hmm. that everyone was loving, and I think he was seeing dollar signs. Sure. Bye-bye. Yeah. So what they did, allegedly, was they held a... Um, a look-alike contest. And I don't know if this happened, like, before. I think it happened before he died, actually, that they did a look-alike contest for all the Beatles in case of this happening to any of them. And there was a guy named Billy Shears Mm. who sounded and resembled Paul. And then after some reconstructive surgery... He was now the new Paul mm-hmm. McCartney. Which, you know, is not surprising. I mean, you'd think that's kind of hokey, but they do that even today. I mean, well, it's we not know. a weird thing to find a double out there. Right. We know that there are doubles. We absolutely know. It's, it's a well-documented fact. Our government does it at the highest level. I mean, you almost have to just for safety and and... You know, with all the right. Well, and if you're double committed, <laughs> it, it may you can make a, an appearance in one place while you're actually in a meeting in another. Right. So yeah. So I'm just saying that there's no conspiracy theory in that. That's the fact. There is no conspiracy on this. In fact, did you watch that video I sent to you of the CIA? Yes. The CIA lady. Yeah, so which is so fascinating. To this guy, I, I don't even. I didn't even catch her name. I don't know what her name was. She's just the lady in the green She's jacket. She's just the lady in the green. And she was talking about all things CIA. And I think clearly she was an older lady. Yeah. So she was retired. Not She wasn't giving away like no. top secret sources. But I, I think she confirmed she, what we already knew I out there. I think she was excited about... Talking all things CIA, they were actually, the interviewer and her were discussing a book that one of her field agents that she knew had written, and anyways, it got on to how during the time of 
you know, the Iron Curtain in, in Russia and things like that. I mean, they were talking about sparrows and, and things like that mm-hmm. where they would use, like, love connections or seduction to get um, information. Right. Which we know is true, too. But then they, she went into talking about masks and how she could make a mask of this interviewer and he said, how close would it be? And she said, real close. Yeah. Which makes me think real close in a CIA term is like, you wouldn't be able to tell if you were looking at yourself. Right. This person with your face on them. She's like, we would just have to get somebody that's tall because you're tall and, and around your body type. Um, but their face doesn't have to look anything like you. That's right. So, I mean, okay, so... If the CIA has this technology, let's say, mm-hmm. potentially, do we really think that the MI5, the secret service of Great Britain, is far behind? Doubtful. I mean... I mean, they were doing this stuff with James Bond. I mean, they know that seems silly. And when you watch James Bond now, it's really hokey. Especially the early ones with Sean Connery. Don't, don't so James Bond. no, I'm not. I love James Bond. I mean, Sean, I mean Sean Connery. Sean, well, I love him too. <laughs> I love him. Um, he's the original, I believe. He's but the, well, there was one before him. But yeah, we don't talk about him. Oh, was he real? Yeah. But even Roger Moore. Roger Moore was more hokey than hokey, than Sean Connery. So cute. I love those But you know, they don't come up with this stuff on a whim, like. It, it, there's foundation right. in almost every subject matter when you're looking at spy movies and little gadgets that do weird things. I mean, somebody's coming up with that. Right. And I can remember, you know, Tom Clancy, um, the author, who did a lot of military-type novels talking about some of the he technology. Jack Ryan's Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you're like, you think it's so out there, and it's really not. Like, you know, the government questioned him on on things all pertaining to underground CIA stuff. So I'm just saying, like, it's really not out he there. He stumbled across somebody who gave out a few secrets. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, maybe it's just too scary to put our minds around what exactly our government can do. And the thought of it is just almost like, I can't even handle it. That's to scary. Me, it's not that far-fetched. It really isn't. I mean, how much do we see our leaders up close? We see them through the television screens and things like that. If they were to get a person that was a very close resemblance, do some sort of surgery, um, would we ever know? We're not meant to. Right. Except those in the top command. Right. So, looping back around at the Beatles, though, I think... The biggest thing that has to do with coming up with doubles is power and money. And do we think that the Beatles had power and money? I think they had influential power. Yes. For that time. I mean, look at at the movement they created. Right. It was crazy. Right. And then the money. I mean, my goodness. So they had both. They had both. So we're saying potentially... It's not that far-fetched. You could... Think that fall was real. Yes, but do I think fall was real to replace Paul? 
I don't know if I believe that. I think, I think to use for Paul, including the other guys. But because, you know, then you could look at, you know, John Lennon and say, well, why didn't they just replace John? But, you know, there was a lot of different uh, things that happened there. There was witnesses. There was. Right. It was more out in the open. Yeah. There was. Yeah. It was like very publicized. So it couldn't be like they could sweep it under the rug. Like Paul being in a car crash. Right. That could have happened in the country, and only very few people yeah. would have known about it. And by that time, I think the Beatles had been around for a while. And, I mean, you could say, well, you know, sometimes when the artist dies, his artwork is worth far more money. I mean, so... Yeah, but not when you're part of a group. Not when you're a group that has potential to continue to grow. I mean, I right. think they saw where the Beatles were headed. Oh, yeah. And... You know, it wasn't like he was a lone performer. So I I can see the temptation of wanting to sweep his death under the rug. Now, you know, the people that I have heard speculated, I don't really know a lot about Billy Shears, but somebody that I did come across was saying that his real name was William Shepard, that he was the front man of the Bongo Dog Doodah band. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I made you watch that whole thing. And the guy's <laughs> real name is Vivian Stanfield, or Stanshaw, sorry, Vivian Stanshaw. Um, the problem to me with this theory, and, and I get like there's this one like kind of reggae song that they sing, and the person who was looking at it was like, You know, it's talking about how he had, you know, surgery and he changed his image. And it does sound like possibly this was something that this guy had been through. But the problem I have is that I can go and look up this guy and he has like a life past 1966. Like if if he allegedly died in 1966, then I might be like, hmm, maybe there's something there. Right, like, right. He could have given up his life to, to take on the Paul McCartney role, but clearly there's pictures and evidence that, that he grew old and he looked like himself. So does he put on a face and sing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I just, know. That's, that's a little bit of I a stretch. I think you could get away with that today. I mean, I've seen some of the you know people that do just in makeup what they can do to make themselves look like celebrities um, just it's mind-blowing. You don't even have those surgery. I mean, you just put a little oh, highlighter I, here. And the little, contouring. I mean, makeup ridiculous. artists are amazing. Yeah, I saw some yesterday. One, This one lady, she was able to look just like Johnny Depp, and um, she was able to look like, oh gosh, I can't even think I'm, I'm losing my train of thought on their names but just going and doing just the contouring and the highlighting and reshaping I mean you don't even have to do surgery anymore if you just need to pass like down the street yeah just so that someone else can get escape somewhere I mean you could do it it's like right. not even hard yeah it is it's crazy I mean in a former life you used to be a makeup artist not like that <laughs> not like that but 
You know how makeup can makeup is amazing. Transform. Just give me a lipstick and I'm good. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, now we've taken it almost to a scientific level where you can reshape the face. It's. I was watching one of these like YouTube videos of a girl who was a princess for Disney, mm-hmm. and she could be any princess she needed to be. And it's just about contouring her face to match that image. And she could change, like, ethnicity. It was crazy. Yeah. Fabulous. Little bronzer. Yeah. I just think, I feel like, even if, you know, at that time, having someone being fall, not to replace Paul, I feel like maybe Paul was alive and well. Maybe he had to recover from this accident that he was in. And they really couldn't skip a beat during that time. So they needed this guy to fill in. I think that's a very real possibility. I think they can do it as much then as they do now. But do I think it was long term and forever? No, I don't. I really don't know. I don't think so. I mean, so there could be a fall, but he was a fall for a season. Yeah. Like, he stood in when Until, they, they needed him to stand in. Which is maybe why Paul McCartney's face has changed somewhat. Well, and like you were saying, it it changes with age. But if you go back, if you look at his face today, it's mm-hmm. sagging in all the right places. From mm-hmm. his boyish face that had nice collagen and little chubby cheeks. But he, there's some things that just never change. You can't change the bone structure of your chin unless you add something in there well i mean we say you can't but i would say but his looks exactly the same he has one of those butt chins yeah but if you're gonna use like the best doctors you could probably get somebody to change your face to age the exact same i mean i just don't know i don't know and i've seen the attempts at trying to go back in time with people's plastic surgery and I've yet to see one where I thought that was a good choice. Yeah. It's not usually that good. I'm so sorry out there if you've had plastic surgery. I hope it was good for you. But I really, <laughs> I've seen people that put their lip fillers in and their cheeks, you know, and their brows done. And I'm like, Oy. well, so, you know, I think like everything, some can be good. And some can be not so good. Yeah. So, yeah. It just depends. I think, in the sake of Paul, I think what could, where there is, was there a double? Probably. I don't think that's too far fetched, actually. Um, Here's another interesting thing there was an article that came out from Ringo, Ringo Starr, who is the drummer. Yes. And he, actually gave credence to this fall thing. He said, yes, it's true. Paul died and we replaced him, which is a, it's a little crazy, you know, and it's not just that they replaced him and, and there's, that's it. That's as far as the rumor goes. No, like everything they did, like from their cover albums to their songs, kind of points to the fact that Paul was dead. 
So if you look at the cover oh, the Abbey of Jean. Abbey Road, yeah. John is in white like yeah. a priest. Ringo is in black like an undertaker. Paul, who's allegedly the corpse because he has no shoes on, which is weird to me. And then George is in jeans, which would be like the grave digger. Right. Very symbolic. It's very symbolic to, to something. And when they asked Paul about why did he take his shoes off, he said, oh, it was really hot. Well, I don't know. Like, we're from a very warm state. It's very warm. The last thing I'm going to do when it's warm outside is take off my shoes. And walk on asphalt. And walk on asphalt. Because I know that's going to burn my feet more than keeping my shoes on. So I would think you would take your jacket off for a while to cool down and then, you know, put it back on. To me, he didn't just take off his shoes because he was hot. This was planned. This was a this was a planned picture. It was. It he was totally it. symbolic. And the other thing about this picture that's interesting to me is you've got John and Ringo and George, and they're all walking in step with each other. So it's their left leg is forward and their right leg is back. And with Paul, his right leg is forward and his left leg is back. He also has a cigarette pointing down, which I've heard is a very, um, like, kind of a symbol in the Italian culture. Like, it has to do with being death, death or mourning or something. So, I, I don't know. I'm just saying that picture, to me, is telling a story. Mm-hmm. And I can see where people would think... When was that? When did that come out? When did that album come out? Okay, well, that's a good question. Let's look it up. It's um, Abbey Road, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Abbey Road came out... On the 26th of September, 1969. And he reportedly died when? 66. Okay. So, and then the other thing is that song, uh, the song, I'm So Tired. Mm -hmm. So, we were talking about this before, um... Back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, I remember in the 80s it was really popular. I mean, I heard about it in the 80s. (laughs) Not that I was there. Um, But this thing called backmasking where they would say things forward so that if you played it backwards, there was a message. Typically it was a satanic message. It was not a great message, but... In the in the song "I'm So Tired," John Lennon does say this gibberish. That's like there, it, there's no rhyme or reason to what he's saying. But when you play it backwards, and and we did, and you can definitely hear him saying, hmm. "Paul's a dead man. Miss him, miss him, miss him." I think right. it's three times. Yeah. 
I mean, the Miss Hymns are clear as day. And I can hear him say, Paul is a dead man. Well, I mean, you could you could say that that was an intentional recording forward to be gibberish so that when you played it back, you did hear something. So there's no secret to that. I mean, that was that was huge with vinyl records. I mean, I can remember other groups doing that even back in with Led Zeppelin or yes. Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. It was such a huge thing. And you purchased a vinyl and you could play it backwards. So I think they were just marketing on that. I think they took that and said, hey, let's do that thing where we, you know, play backwards. I mean, I think you could say that probably was a, a trend. Um, so knowing that you can back mask a record, that you can say something in gibberish, forwards, but you know it's going to sound like something else backwards. Okay, why would you say Paul is a dead man, miss him, miss him, miss him, unless Paul is a dead man and you miss him, or maybe you're just trying to continue the conspiracy that Paul is a dead man? I mean, I don't know. I'd have to know what this, the initial vibe was. Were they? Did they think it was hilarious? Like, let's just assume he wasn't dead. I would be like thinking that is the funniest thing I'd ever heard and let's mess with people then. Why not? Well, here's an interesting thing. And let's look at the drugs they were using at the time. I mean, we don't want to dismiss. This was the 60s and 70s. There was a lot of really great stuff going on. (laughs) Not that I've ever used any, but I'm just saying it was a whole like... Well, LSD, yeah, free love and drugs, oh, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Right. So whatever could enlighten your experience and yes. make it even better, they were going to do that. And it was with music and it was with, you know, politics. It was with uh, just, yeah, free love. Well, here's the thing. I think Paul has done a great job because clearly he knows about this conspiracy. He's asked about it. He's always very generous with it. Like mm-hmm. he laughs. He he laughs it off. Um another one I kind of want to look into is Avril Levine. There's a rumor that she's dead. But interestingly when they ask her about it, she never addresses it like directly and she's kind of short about it. Which I think if somebody were to say that I was dead, to me, that would be funny, like, because provably I'm not dead. Right. You know, but I'm sure after how many years now, it might get old at some point to be like, like how many really? times do I have to say <laughs> right? I'm not dead? And yet the fact that he's so, like, jovial about it kind of makes you wonder, well, maybe he's just trying to smooth over it. Because right. there's never like any, I, I don't know how you bring evidence, but I guess I would say, you know, show me the car that I died in, like show me right. the wreckage, like clearly there yeah. was nothing there, but he's just like, oh, I know. Well, I know there, you know, there was this supposed article that Ringo did. Yes. But I think he did an interview where he said that. That's absolutely not true. That that article is made up. Made up. And that Paul is not dead. Uh, and that he's very healthy, living and breathing. So, you know, who knows? Who's telling the truth there? Who's telling Who's the truth? Who's telling the truth? Which is, yeah, that's what makes it 
if you don't really know who's telling the truth, therefore, you have to make assumptions. We don't really know. We don't know. And I suppose that's why it's a conspiracy, because there are certain things that I think you can definitely point to to say, well, it could be true. It's not impossible. I should it's say not impossible. it's not an impossibility. Yes. You could go to great lengths in order to keep something going, something as big as the Beatles like that, and really just take a gamble and go as far as you can with it. Could you talk somebody into giving up their life to being somebody famous? Yeah, it depends on how much money it would be. If you it would are take. A, I mean, if you had the, I'm sure with the right amount of money, you could probably do that for anybody. If you're a young, starving artist and they come to you and they're like, hey, um, Beyonce died and we want you to pretend to be her the rest of her life. I'm sure that there would be some people who would give up their lives right. in order to live her life. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't think I would saying. do it. But... I don't think it's an impossibility. Yeah. I don't think it's an impossibility at all. I think if one is driven enough to save whatever they need to as far as power and money goes... It's always possible. It just seems to me like at some point in Paul's later life, if he was not truly Paul McCartney, there would be a moment where he would be like, you know, I'm I'm tired of people crediting somebody who's not me. Or maybe he's just, you just lie to yourself for so long that you just, think you are I don't know I don't know I don't know what the mentality of that is I mean I think not being a, a person like that and not being the having that mindset I think I would like to say that would get really annoying you know but I'm the type of person that I would want to go to the lengths to prove that I am who I am and but you're always going to have those naysayers out there that are going to be like, no, you're not. You're not really. You're just saying that. <laughs> so you kind of, I think, I do think at that point, you're just like, I give up. Just for, you know what? You believe what you want to believe. If that's what makes you happy, that's what helps you sleep at night. I know who I am. End of the story. Let's talk about my records. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Maybe. Because he did go on to write so many great, and then he, he's had a great solo career. Absolutely. So... I don't know. And living very comfortably here yes. in the valley. <laughs> yes. He's, I think he's had a, a good life. Absolutely. So Whoever he is. Whoever he is. So, Sir Paul, if you're listening to this, why don't you just let us know? Are you Paul or are you Fall? Because we'd really like to know. Yeah, and I would. And end this conspiracy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or confirm it. Wouldn't it be awesome if Fall or Paul Calder wrote in? <laughs> I really am who I am. But how would we know it was well, really Well, that's him? true. I mean, this just could go looping around forever. I'm serious. All right. So these are our clueless cohort thoughts on is Paul really dead? Basically, we don't know. I think that we would conclude most definitely a hard 
maybe. Yeah, but whoever it is made some awesome music. Yes, we're not hating Loving on it. Loving the Beatles. Yes. So. But we would love to know what you think. So go to our Instagram page and let us know what you think. Is Paul really dead or is he really real? Right. <laughs> right. Yesterday. <laughs> all right. We'll see y'all next week. Bye.